Smart Talk is produced by WITF as part of our mission to deliver relevant, high-quality programming. Support comes from Capital Blue Cross, which shares WITF's commitment to being a trusted resource in our communities. Smart Talk is also supported by UPMC's orthopedics team, offering hip, knee, joint, spine, and back treatments. Learn more at upmc.com slash centralpaortho. You're listening to Smart Talk on WITF. I'm Scott Lamar. A new report says Pennsylvania has more polluted streams than two years ago. The draft 2022 Integrated Water Quality Monitoring and Assessment Report from the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection indicates a third of the state's streams are impaired. Lancaster County has the highest percentage of impaired streams in the state at 89%. Joining us to tell us more about the report is Dustin Scholl, Manager of Assessment Section in the Bureau of Clean Water at the Pennsylvania DEP. Mr. Scholl, welcome to the program. Why are there more miles of impaired streams than, say, in 2020? Yeah, great question. Thank you for having me. So we assess four uses in Pennsylvania, four use categories. We have aquatic life, recreation, fish consumption, and potable water supply. So if you'll notice in one of our sections of our integrated report, you will see that recreation is only about a third assessed across the entire state. So as we assess and as we kind of push towards assessing 100% of that goal, um, we're inevitably going to increase the number of attaining miles and the number of impaired miles. Um, So it's really a factor of catching up and and just getting 100% assessments for all four use categories across the state. That's why we're seeing that increase. It's about 3% from two years ago. So you're saying that because you assessed more miles of stream, that that's uh, one of the reasons or the reason that uh, there are more impaired streams. I mean, is with that increased number of streams or miles of streams being uh, assessed, does it mean, I mean, okay, you say 3%, but can it all be explained by more assessment? In this factor, at least for this integrated report, yeah. So we had uh, over 5,000 miles of newly assessed streams for a particular use in 2022. And, and so, you know, 5,000 streams out of, you know, 85,000 miles of streams in Pennsylvania, it's a pretty big chunk. And that does uh, encompass a large majority of that 3%. But it is still a third of the streams in the states. What's polluting the waterways in this state? Right. So that's another um, pretty fantastic portion of the integrated reports, fully interactive. Um, we, we can see that, you know, causes of impairment, uh, pretty high causes of impairment are, you know, siltation, um, uh, acid, uh, pH issues, metals, things like that. So our two biggest sources in Pennsylvania right now uh, of impairments are, are coming from the acid mine drainage, uh, abandoned mine drainage, and, and uh, agriculture, uh, siltation, things like that. Uh, so nutrients and um, and siltation and sediment, very closely related to the Chesapeake Bay concerns. So the mine drainage, I mean, this is something we don't hear much about nowadays, uh, abandoned mines, but obviously they're still having an impact on the environment here in Pennsylvania. Absolutely. One of our, one of our top concerns in Pennsylvania regarding water quality because it does decrease the uh, the pH, the, the increases the acidity of our water, and, and therefore it increases the, the number of heavy metals that we may experience in our water bodies as well. 
What can um, be- and it's a legacy issue. Uh, we're doing a lot to work on uh, fixing. How many abandoned mines do we have in Pennsylvania? Oh, there's a lot, uh, quite a few. Um, just to, to name uh, one great example, and one of the success stories coming out of the integrated report is the Hollywood treatment plant um, had successfully restored 32 miles of the Bennett Branch and the Seminahone Creek uh, in Pennsylvania. Really, really an amazing amount of effort. And that, that treated several abandoned mine drainages um, that was leading to the impairment of that particular water body. Now, you listed the four areas uh, that define how a, cr a, streak, a stream, I should say, is impaired. What are you measuring for in the water? Right. So each category kind of has its own what we call criteria or, or levels of measure. Uh, aquatic life, um, we're, we're looking at the ecological balance uh, with, with our macroinvertebrates, our fish, even as far down as our algal communities um, need to be in balance. So that's really the hallmark of aquatic life. Recreation has a lot of factors. Um, one of the main components of recreation is water contact, sports recreation, which is protected through our, the amount of bacteria that's acceptable in our water bodies. Uh, fish consumption, clearly you know, higher levels of mercury and PCBs um, are a concern. And we have thresholds um, that say, you know, do not eat fish at, you know, certain species, certain areas. Uh, and that's really the hallmark of our thresholds with fish consumption. And then obviously potable water supply is, is what we're all, you know, kind of uh, concerned about and understand as thresholds. One of the most popular thresholds in my mind, you know, are lead thresholds um, and, uh, and nitrates, things like that. So each component of the integrated report uh, has kind of sub-criteria that we're looking for. Is this a report card? And if so, how is the report used? Yeah, so um, this, this report has evolved over time. Um, and one of the goals of that, that evolution is to make it more available to different people. The, the main component and the main reason we create this report is to report on the status of waters and create the list of impaired waters for the Environmental Protection Agency but it's grown into so much more than that. Uh, one of the goals is just to have a, a simple uh, usable interface for the public. Public transparency is, is clearly a key here. Um, and then educational resources. Um, there are components of the integrated report that can be downloaded um, and you can get the entire assessment data set at your fingertips, which would be really amazing resource for educational purposes. Now, what you're talking about, uh, we should mention that uh, we are in a comment period on this report that the public can go to your website. And as you said, it is very interactive and down to the stream level. Uh, what kind of comments are you looking for and how will those comments be used? A great question. So we're looking for all kinds of comments. This is this is really for the public, the public's opportunity to, to kind of talk back to the department and say what, what they see, what they think. Um, you know, we're looking for how can we improve on this integrated report in the future. We're also looking for um, questions and comments about uh, people's interests in their local watersheds, what's in their backyard. Um, we've already gotten several comments coming in um, and, and a lot of them are just that, uh, local, uh, public people just interested in their backyard watersheds and want to know more. 
And that's what we're looking for. It's exactly uh, what we what we hoped out of this report and its evolution into where it currently stands. So, yeah, we need more, more of that. What is the website that uh, listeners can go to? So uh, on the integrated report, you can go to the DEP main webpage and we can go into the uh, Bureau of Clean Water. And then through that navigation, you can get to the integrated report. And I'll also mention that once you get onto that webpage, um, you can you can see previous integrated reports going all the way back to 2016. Uh, and we have that available on the department's website. And I should mention that we have a link to your website on our website, witf.org slash smart talk, where you can link to uh, uh, the, the report and, and see it as well. 89% of Lancaster County streams are impaired, according to the report. Is that because of agricultural runoff? So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the impairments within Lancaster County are related to agriculture, siltation and nutrients being of primary concern. But, you know, we also have a lot of residential areas, um, you know, stormwater runoff and things like that. But I would also mention that it's not unique to Lancaster County. You know, these these things are happening all over Pennsylvania um, and, and there's quite a bit of work happening in those areas to to remediate and restore that water quality. Uh, Dustin, you looked at lakes as well. What did you find? So within lakes, um, it's there's a little bit different criteria, as we discussed before, and a little bit different parameters. Um, generally, lakes, um, we're, we're looking at, you know, how eutrophied, so how many plants and algae grow in that area. And, um, and we're seeing, you know, pretty similar results to, to our streams. Um, but I'll also mention that, that mercury, uh, due to acid deposition uh, or, or acid rain, is a major concern and, and causes a slightly higher percentage of impaired waters for lakes. Final question, what can be done to repair these streams? So um, honestly, I've seen amazing success with, with local involvement. It's going to be, you know, the the boots on the ground, the local partners, um, receiving funding from state, federal, uh, and even local grants to, to restore our water quality, in, uh, installing BMPs, planting trees, um, things like that, that, that shade and protect our, our rivers and streams. I think that's, that's really where we focus, uh, in the local watershed. Um, as we increase our local watershed restoration, we'll see the bigger picture improve. Dustin Scholl is manager of the assessment section in the Bureau of Clean Water at the Pennsylvania Department of Environmental Protection. Mr. Scholl, thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you.